0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2072, How One Pay Raise Can Lead to Debt Freedom by Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Let's get right to it as we optimize your life. How One Pay Raise Can Lead to Debt Freedom by Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com. My day had come. I had put in the extra effort and made a true impact on multiple important pieces of business I was working on. It was time for a pay raise. It was early 2010, and I had worked up the courage to ask my manager for the compensation I thought I deserved. As they say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? I find this saying to be true, but you also better be a pretty d- impressive wheel. Given that sentiment, I had made sure that I was going above and beyond the call of duty before I requested the raise. After writing a letter outlining the positive changes I had made to our business and having an in-person discussion reviewing my salary requests, it was time to hear what management had to say. I walked into one of our office meeting spaces and sat across the table from my supervisor. I looked across the table at him and he looked back at me. From the smile on his face, I knew this was going to be a happy message for him to deliver. For your hard work and dedication to the company for the past three years, we're increasing your salary from $60,000 to $70,000, a 17% raise. Yes, this was exactly the news I was waiting for. I could not contain my excitement. My face was glowing with pride. I thoroughly thanked my supervisor and let him know that I would continue to meet and exceed my yearly goals in the future. For a 28-year-old guy, this was an incredible moment for me. 10,000 freaking dollars. I felt rich. I felt like I had really made it. What to do with an extra 10,000? After a celebratory dinner and cocktail with my fiance and a good night's sleep, I woke up thinking about this newfound money coming into my life. What could I do with it to make a big impact on my future? How could I use it to start my marriage off on the right foot? Prior to this big moment, I had made a few bonehead money moves, like using my home equity line of credit as an ATM to go on tropical vacations as I pleased, buying my fiance's engagement ring on borrowed student loans, and going into $40,000 of student loan debt to get my MBA. Although these purchases, moments, and experiences brought me a ton of joy, the I want it now nature of them left me with a sizable amount of debt. Around this time of my life, I had $30,000 that I owed in student loans and through my HELOC. On top of that, my house was way underwater. I owed about 170,000 on a house that was valued at 155. Ugh, I thought becoming a homeowner was what I was supposed to do. My net worth at the time was around negative 50,000. Yes, I said negative. As much as I really enjoyed vacations, eating nice dinners and partying with my friends, I was now more excited about ridding my debt from my life and increasing my net worth. I had a choice really, take this new $10,000 raise and keep spending and living for today or make a change and plan for the future. The anti-overnight success story. Luckily, I had gotten hooked up with a smart woman who didn't have any debt in her life. Nicole and I were in lockstep when it came to eliminating my debt. I'd love to tell you that it was all eliminated from my life overnight, but in all honesty, most difficult feats take time, dedication, and a lot of trial and error. It was no different for us. 2010. With that $10,000 pay increase, I started ratcheting up my debt payments on both my student loans and my HELOC. I made some positive progress on the debt as a single guy. But when Nicole and I got married, we really started clobbering it. Thanks, double income. Almost immediately after my wedding in May, the HELOC was eliminated from our lives. Gone, paid off, bye-bye. Our next goal was to completely pay off Nicole's 2008 Audi A4 that she had been leasing and completely pay off my student loans. In September 2010, the car balance was $20,908, and my student loan balance was $27,124. Our goal was to pay it all off in one year. 2011. By the time September 2011 rolled around, Nicole was the proud owner of an Audi A4, and I was free and clear of my student loan debt. 2012. We were having so much fun with this debt destruction game of ours that we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we didn't have a mortgage? We could have so much more money to travel, save for retirement, and fund our future children's college funds. That big dream became our North Star for the next five years. We did our best to save up as much money as possible so we could have a big down payment on our next home. 2013. After saving up a 43% down payment, we bought our forever house at the end of the year. We committed to each other that we'd have our 15-year mortgage paid off in only five years. After moving into our new home, there were a few other major things that happened in our life this year. I changed jobs. Nicole became pregnant with our second child, and we decided that 2014 would be the year she would stay at home with the kids. The curveballs kept coming, but we were ready. 2014 to 2017. We stuck to our complete debt freedom plan and continued to clobber our mortgage principal over the next three years. Our family grew from two to four. Zoe is now five, and Calvin is turning three this weekend. Today, our mortgage balance stands at $31,306. We're set to pay off our mortgage by the end of this year, one year ahead of schedule. Were we able to completely rid debt from our lives overnight? Oh no. It took five years of dedication, focus, monthly budgeting sessions, failure, educating ourselves, patience, and true marital partnership to get here. Living for today with the $10,000. I could have gone in the complete opposite direction as well. In 2010, when I got that raise, I could have easily decided to upgrade my car, my clothes, and my overall lifestyle. That $10,000 would have gotten eaten up easily. And then when the next raise came around, I would level up my lifestyle again. The debt and my accumulation of stuff would continue to pile up while my net worth and my family's future would suffer. Keeping up with the Joneses, right? After making my own personal money mistakes and after these past seven years of financial progress, I say forget the Joneses. They're probably drowning in debt. You just listened to the post titled How One Pay Raise Can Lead to Debt Freedom by Andy Hill of MarriageKidsAndMoney.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable M-O-N-E-Y dot slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. I think Andy is a great example of what's possible if you don't let your pay raises fall victim to lifestyle creep. Many people feel that a pay raise gives them permission to elevate their lifestyle. They buy the bigger house and the new car. But if you operate from the mindset that the best things in life are free and your happiness is not found in material things, you can use that pay raise to accelerate your path to financial freedom. Every decision to spend or save money comes with an opportunity cost. I think a big light bulb moment for me was realizing that I could either buy stuff or buy full autonomy over my time. And having an abundance of time at this point in my life where I'm young and also have a ton of energy is something I definitely wouldn't trade for more luxurious material possessions. I can always make more money and buy more stuff, but I will never be 35 years old again. For many of us, it's difficult to resist the lull of consumerism. We've been conditioned since birth to desire luxuries. I found that I needed to have a deep shift in my mindset in order to value my time over my stuff. And that involved developing a deep appreciation for the material abundance I already have. I have what I want, and I want what I have. And in that place of gratitude, no willpower is necessary. I don't need to resist the urge to buy a Tesla, because there's no desire for a Tesla. There's no room for that desire when I'm filled with gratitude for my 2010 Mazda 3. That's a wrap for another Friday show. Have a great start to your weekend and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.